Hi, this is your host Jojo Binks and you're listening to I Can Talk Underwater podcast where you can learn anything and everything under the sun. Pretty much, you will learn random shit. Welcome back everyone. For all my listeners, one thing that you need to know about me is I love ocean swimming. So I got to the beach as much as I can. Today, I went to the beach for my lunchtime swim because I was working from home today and the beach was closed because of the pollution. It's been raining heavily in Melbourne lately, so the water's just brown. There were signs everywhere that the beach is closed, but eh, I was born in the Philippines. The beach there wasn't that great. And so I swam. Yeah. In that polluted water. You know what I told you before, people don't change. Well, I was born as a stubborn child and I am still stubborn now. My mother believes that I will die from stubbornness, not cancer. I reckon she's right. Oh my goodness. Last week's episode is a bit too much for me. It's too personal and to be honest, I wasn't sure whether I should upload it, but I uploaded it. There you go. I'm glad that a lot of people found that episode helpful. At least they feel that they're not alone and somewhat validated their feelings. Please keep the feedback coming. I really enjoy hearing them. This week's episode is about adult ADHD specifically females that have ADHD. I had a chat with my good friend, Jackie, who got diagnosed with ADHD. A disclaimer, neither of us are psychiatrists or expert in this topic, but hopefully this episode will give you some understanding on what are the symptoms of ADHD and the process of getting diagnosed, as well as the difficulties of people being neurodivergent. So let's get into the episode. Thank you for coming, Jackie, to my podcast. For all listeners, Jackie is a 31-year-old female. She's a nurse. I asked you to come to the podcast because ADHD is something that's on trend at the moment. Mm -hmm. Everyone has ADHD. Like everyone on TikTok, on Instagram. And when people see a symptom of ADHD, people are like, you've got an ADHD. This is why you're acting the way you're acting. Um, Yeah. And people, few people think I've got an ADHD because I'm always hyperactive and I love creating projects, etc. How do you feel about people making ADHD as a trend and... Using that as an excuse, for example, on the way they do things like, oh yeah, I'm doing this because I've got an ADHD, but even though they're not properly diagnosed. I feel like there is an increase in people being diagnosed lately, which is actually a good thing because, okay, so I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 16, but that was only, I feel like it was only because my brothers were diagnosed quite young. So there was that family history. We also believe my mum might have it, but she has never been diagnosed, so we can't say my mom has ADHD. She's in her 60s now. She's at that point in her life where she's fine. I think it's good that 
there's increased awareness. A lot of females are getting diagnosed now. It's a bit sad that it, they're getting diagnosed in their 20s or 30s when they could have been diagnosed a bit earlier. But I think it's because the symptoms like to demonstrate if you've got ADHD are more designed for males than females because males are typically more like hyperactive. There were the kids at school that were just disruptive, whereas the girls, females were taught not to be disruptive. We're the shy ones, we're the inattentive ones, we're the ones that can't pay attention, can't focus. But I do feel like if you think you see a video and you think you have ADHD, you should go to the GP, get a proper diagnosis and go through there. But I also acknowledge that it is expensive to get that referral to a psychiatrist. And the wait lists are so long. You mentioned that you got diagnosed when you were 16. So when you're going through high school, what was your symptoms like? From my understanding, ADHD has issue focusing on one thing and then you ended up having a thousands of half-finished projects. How did you deal with that as a child, having not knowing that you've got ADHD and how did you cope? I don't know because when I was a kid, I just didn't have focus. I would get bored quite easily and... Like it was very hard to get motivated. And I think that might be a general assumption of a lot of kids. I'm not a, like a doctor. Please. Everyone don't be like, oh, she's wrong and all that. But when I was a teenager, I do, I always got A grades and everything. And when I was a teenager, my grades slowly just went down. And I don't know how I scraped through school with my little focus, but I just slipped through. And I think I just kept telling my mum, when it started like 13 or 14, I feel like I just don't have focus. Like I can't concentrate and things are getting harder. And I think obviously back then in the early 2000s, they didn't think of it as ADHD because they're like, oh, she's not hyperactive. But teachers began noticing that my grades were falling and they're like, maybe that there's something. And my mum was like, maybe she actually does have ADHD. Yeah, it obviously my experience of diagnosis was quite different to females getting diagnosed as adult with my mum knowing that my brothers had it and they didn't have focus either, but they also had hyperactivity, which I didn't, but she was like, maybe she does have some sort of ADHD. So that's really where the ball just, when I was about 16 and a half, when that ball just started rolling. But isn't um, it like one of this, the things that females or girls don't get diagnosed with ADHD because we're so used to hiding our symptoms and we were told as a young age you're a girl you need to act like a girl be quiet and follow the rules etc where boys are allowed to be stubborn and go wild yeah. so I think that's why women not get diagnosed until later on in their lives yeah that's right I was you know the amount of times my brothers got into trouble and I was like, I can't do that. That's not okay to act up in class and be disruptive and stuff, be hyperactive and all that. So also we mask symptoms without realizing it. I only realized in the last couple of years that some of these symptoms I have been masking, just been trying to break down that I'm a different person. Yeah. So what are your symptoms? My main issues are inattentiveness. So I have issues with concentration. My brain will think of five or six different things. I can start projects and then sometimes I won't finish it. 
I sometimes, I do have a bit more energy, but now I'm on my medications. But before when I wasn't on medications, I could not sleep for days. I will had little sleep and have a bit more energy than usual, but that's more, it's more so the inattentiveness. And then sometimes someone will ask me a question and then occasionally it just goes into a big tangent and I go to the point. Yeah. So I talk about five different things and it's, oh my God, I've talked about everything, not the that part that they wanted. So you mentioned before that you went to the GP to get the referral to a psychiatrist. Can you step us through on what the process is to get diagnosed? So mine was different. So for people that are adults listening, because I was still considered pediatric at 16, we had a GP who got a referral to our pediatrician. So if you're an adult, that will, instead of a obviously not a pediatrician, that will be a psychiatrist. The pediatrician assessed me, had a look at my family history, my symptom, and she preliminarily said she's got ADHD based on what's been described in the family history. Then I also had to do go to a psychologist and actually do some aptitude testing. I don't know if adults do that. I think this was more of a in children and teenagers. So it was to do with focus and how I focused and my concentration and my memory. And from that, they were like, yes, based on this, they found that my memory skills were actually quite bad and I could focus, but then sometimes I couldn't. But I believe with adults, it would be different. We'd go into a psychiatrist and they would go through everything. How long was the, the whole process took until you get the diagnosis? It took a few months because we had to wait for an appointment to see the specialist because obviously they get booked up like months in advance. And initially there was a nine month waiting period. And so I probably would not have been diagnosed till I was like nearly close to when I was 18, but they actually had someone cancel the appointment. So we got in after about three or four months. We were pretty lucky. And then we had to wait like a month or so after that to get the other testing done. It is quite difficult because I know mm. someone got the referral to go to a psychiatrist yeah. and they call them up and say, our wait list is full. We will give you yeah. a call once we put you on the wait list. That is just ridiculous. It's great that more people are being diagnosed. We need to be seen more and to get that help that we need, but there's just not enough psychiatrists, unfortunately, to yeah. just meet the demand. And yeah, it really sucks. I feel for the people that have to wait so long or they're like, have to ring up several psychiatrists or even go interstate to get that diagnosis that they need. So how did your ADHD diagnosis affect your relationship with people around you in terms of making friends or relationship with your siblings, et cetera? I felt my siblings, because they've got ADHD, you know, I can understand what they're going through. I've, because there weren't many females diagnosed ADHD, I've mostly kept my ADHD quite quiet until a couple of years ago and pretended that I'm just normal because I think like back in the day, if you had ADHD, you're some crazy person or got bad issues. Whereas nowadays you're neurodivergent. That's okay. And I just, it's exhausting when you actually have to act normal all the time. It's probably stopped me from maintaining or making friends because I've been scared about sometimes you can randomly blurt out things without thinking or like upsetting people with what you say or stuff, which 
I know it sounds silly, but yeah, yeah, I think the last couple of years I've accepted that I am who I am and people will like me who I am. But I think in my late teens, my early 20s, it was quite different. That is really yeah. sad to know that you have to hide be, ha, being a neurodivergent person. I think everyone's opinionated whether you have ADHD or not. And, yeah. and when you meet people, you meet the people that have similar to you, like similar values, and you shouldn't feel that you have to step back or hide your opinion to them because you think you, it's your ADHD. But I don't think it's your ADHD issue, just your personal opinion. And, yeah. it's, and it sucks that you have to hold back with the people around you. But yeah, I've also got like a really lovely husband who he knows what I am and he knows that I'm different. And there's certain things that I'm like not capable of doing. Sometimes with planning, it gets too much for me. And then he'll do the planning of stuff. Or he knows if I get overwhelmed, he'll take over with me. It's just little things that makes my life easier. And he's just like, that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's pretty um, easygoing and quite smart. And he loves you so much. So you are on medication now, right? With the ADHD medication, what does it do? So it doesn't really remove the symptoms. How does it actually work? So I'm not a pharmacist, but so it's a stimulant medication. Mm -hmm. So we're like with ADHD, like the level of dopamine or something, there's like the chemicals in your brain that aren't as functioning as well as people that are neurotypical, like people that don't have ADHD or other neurodivergent issues. So it sets things a bit better. It helps you to focus, gives you a bit of concentration, except it doesn't really help with memory, but it gives you that focus and concentration and it makes you feel a bit calm as well. Because usually like when you're on, not on the medications, you feel so ratty and just erratic and everything. It puts you at a straight line rather than zigzags and spaghetti lines everywhere. And as I say to my husband, when I'm off my tablets, I feel like I'm scrambled eggs up there. <laughs> yeah. The way I put it. <laughs> you have been on medication yeah. since you're like about 16 or 17 now. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Do you think that now that you've learned to manage your symptoms better, would you consider not taking your medications or is it something that you have to take forever? I think like everyone that's diagnosed with ADHD is quite different. For me, for my job, I prefer to stay on my meds because they keep me focused. They keep me in a straight line because I look after critically ill patients every day. I can't be doing, my brain can't be scrambled eggs. I can't be in zigzag. But like I certainly, when I was a bit younger, thought about going off them, but I have had periods where I've been off them, especially like I did switch over to Ritalin like a few months ago for Japan and my brain just felt like it just wasn't working at all. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. But there's some people that are concertingly, they stop taking it in adulthood and with the right therapies, like with the behavioral therapy and stuff, they can live a life without medication. I think just everyone's very different. One day, I think maybe as I get older, there might be a period where it's, I might not need it anymore. I can function better, but it's like, probably likely I'll have to be on them. There's no shame on taking medication. I'm on medication for mm. anxiety and I'm quite open about it. It's either that or I'm just anxious the whole time. <laughs> And yeah. not have a good relationship with people around me. In the past, there's always have this stigma when you're on medication, you're crazy, especially on on things that's not, doesn't have much 
physical symptoms, just like diabetes. Hope that many people don't think that taking medications is something that they need to be ashamed of. No, I think medications, if you need to take it, you should take it. Yeah. If you have any advice for people that already been diagnosed with ADHD or people that think they have ADHD, what would it be? I would think see your GP for people that think they have ADHD, get the ball rolling, get a referral to a psychiatrist, persevere, keep persevering, get that psychiatrist, get that diagnosis. Yeah. And people with ADHD, I think just be yourself. And if the medications or things aren't working for you, you can always go back and try something else because it's not a one fits all approach. I think it's really great that there's more awareness. I don't see it as a trend. I think it's great that people are going out there saying, I've been diagnosed. It's increased awareness for other people to want to seek help. But I also do hope the Australian government, the Senate has done an inquiry into the consistent, timely and best practice assessment of attention deficit disorder. So hopefully the report comes out as some positives, like hopefully they can crack down on psychiatrists on how much they charge people and it'll be a lot cheaper in the future and a lot more accessible. So how much yeah. are they charging? For me, when I see my psychiatrist every six months on it's only a phone call, I probably get charged about $500. Oh my God. And it's just for a script. Wow. When I needed a change to my script for Japan, it was like $500. So I think I spent about $1,500 this year. Oh my God. And I, not many people can afford that. No, it's really, that's why I hope it gets more affordable when this inquiry comes out because me saying, hey, go get diagnosed is not easy if people can't afford that. Yeah. So, And yeah. they're more likely to not do it because of yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Everything is so expensive these days and, yeah. and probably that's the last thing they want to spend their money on. Yeah, exactly. When you've got other needs, it's one thing that really just annoys me. And I'm lucky I can afford it for other people that can't afford that. Thank you so much again for no worries. Um, coming to the pod. And I really appreciate you to speak about this, especially now that I know that you've tried to hide it for a long time. And that's, yeah, that, yeah. that, that makes me really sad that, that you have to do that. Thank you. you for giving me an opportunity to talk. <laughs> I really feel so shocked and saddened that Jackie had to hide her ADHD diagnosis from everyone. Please do not feel that you have to hide your condition because people around you that love you will accept you for who you are. And there is no shame about being neurodivergent. Hopefully the inquiry will come out with a positive result so everyone will be able to afford to go to the psychiatrist and get proper diagnosis. For anyone listening, hope you find this useful and informative. A disclaimer again, we are not psychiatrists or any other experts, but we are here to give you an insights of someone that is living and breathing ADHD diagnosis. Again, please leave Star 5 ratings on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please follow my Instagram account called I Can Talk Underwater Podcast. I look forward to speak to you soon. Love you long time. Bye.